Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Hello everybody, my name is Matt Minnick and this is Coach Speak. Today's episode, what you do about cover two. Decided to get into cover two a little bit here because there's been a lot of talk about cover two, Tampa two specifically, and you know what it's doing and the relationship that has on, on the Bengals' offensive struggles this year. So first and foremost, Tampa two, cover two, not new things. All right, they've been around for a long time. The Bengals have seen plenty of it. They've seen plenty of it last year. All these coaches have seen it throughout their careers. Uh, you know, going back to their playing days as, as you know quarterbacks in the college and high school level, it's not a new thing. All right, and the Tampa two, even that, you know, it's a misnomer. Uh, everybody obviously associates it with Monty Kiffin and you know the 2000 Super Bowl run down in Tampa Bay. Well, Kiffin got it from Dungy, and Dungy got it from uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 1970s, right, when he was briefly a player. And I've actually seen him speak, and he said, the write-up for what the Will linebacker does in cover two is word for word the same as it was in his Pittsburgh Steelers Chuck Noll playbook. So these things have been around, all right? Like most things in the NFL, there's really not that many things that are – there's really not anything that's new, right? <laughs> it's just kind of – uh, come back full circle and come back around again. Uh, rediscover it, so to speak. So that's the first thing, right? It's been around, right? They know about this stuff. So we're going to talk about cover two versus cover three. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what we get from Tampa two that makes it a little bit different, all right? And I'm going to talk about seam routes because we've been talking about seams a lot as it, it, like it's this this cover two beater, and that's not really what it is, all right? That's not really what it's the time for. You can do it in cover two, but it's not really like the ideal throw um, if the defense is playing things properly. So let's first of all talk about what cover two is, all right? So cover two or a two shell, right? There's different versions of, of running things, right? But the real basic version, right, would say there's two deep high safeties, okay? They're responsible, each responsible for a deep half of the field. Now, this is often referred to as middle of the field open, all right? I say MFO, some people say it like MOFO, M-O-F-O, whatever. It's middle of the field open because there's two safeties, which means there's a gap in between them. Now, what is the middle of the field? It's not that much. And the way they really should be playing it, if there are two vertical threats, they should be playing on top of that number two, that inside guy, who's the guy who would run the seam. So a seam route, as it's drawn up initially, should go right into that safety. Okay, so the seam route isn't really something you're initially looking to throw in cover two. Now, what teams will do is they'll call it a bender, right? It's an adjustment, it's like a side adjustment that they do. 
uh, as the receiver, as the tight end there, where they bend the route into like the true middle of the formation. Okay, because when we say middle of the field open, we're talking about like post routes. All right, we're not talking about number two running straight up the field. We're talking about like you actually had to come into the middle of the field to that deep field to be open there. All right, so he's going to like bend that thing in, and that can possibly open it up. But the seam route, as it is, as it's drawn up, as it initially is, not really going to be open in cover two. Okay, what's going to be open is that that bender, right? That hole right in the middle. All right, and then. You've got your side pocket throws, all right? So, look, the, the safety is starting inside. He's responsible. He's got to overlap the deep outside route, right? That deep fade route on the outside. He's got to overlap that. He's got to get on top of that, turn and run, and go, right? Especially a lot of teams play their corners real low, and they just kind of stick them in the flat. I don't think that's the right way to do it. We'll get into that in just a second. But a lot of teams will, will just do that. And that is some of really what the Bengals have been seeing, okay? Which opens up that back shoulder, that side pocket throw. Burrow and Chase are incredible at that throw, right? That is something they should be doing. Run those vertical routes, right? But then convert it into a cutback, okay? See the cover two. Know the safety's over the top. Know that's where they're going with it. Throw it on Chase's back shoulder. Let him make that catch. That's how you want to play that. That's that side pocket throw, right? The true over the top vertical, right? Might be covered take that side pocket throw now what opens up the seams is when safeties get off the hash it's an expression all right it's more true in college the hashes are so tight in the nfl it's not really that accurate of an expression in the nfl right but when you are really threatening them deep when they know who jamar chase is they're gonna get deep i think that's what was happening in the steelers game i also think you know look their defensive coordinator is terrell austin he was going for picks and not playing up 100 percent sound defense uh throughout that game so like they were getting wide and that's why some of those seam things were open because they were too wide they weren't playing it right all right that seam route look it, it might not be jamar chase in there it could be they can put him in the slot but it might not be you know that guy we think about that outside vertical route as being that that deadly throw but that takes time you gotta put some air on the ball it's a harder throw there's a risk of throwing it out of bounds you're right that out of bounds is an extra defender out there and it takes some time, and they have time to overlap it. Whereas the inside seam route, it's quicker, it's faster, it's easier. Boom, getting downfield. Like, that's the best throw. That's where you really want to go with it, assuming your players are equal. Like, that's where you want to go with it. Okay? So they should sit on that, but the talent on the outside gets them to move. Okay? So the seam routes can be there, right? But it's not so much this is what we should do against cover two, as it is, this is what we should do about them trying to play cover two to take away Chase and overdoing it and overreacting and playing over their mail to keep that safety on the hash and make it so, you know, you can get it out uh, to that to that wide receiver on the edge, right? To Chase on the edge, uh, to Higgins on the edge. Like that's what that's all about. Okay, so it's not a cover two beater per se. It's more of a how do I get guys? How do I get my my wide receiver open on the outside? Is what you're looking at with that. Now underneath, we've got a Mike linebacker. All right, he's either sitting in the hole or he's dropping deep. We'll talk about that in a second. All right, you've got your 
hook to curl players, right? Those are like your outside linebackers, right? And nickelback, all right? They're playing the hook to curl area, which is just outside there, all right? So that's an inside throw, not pulling the edge, right? But not in the middle of the field. And then you've got your curl to flat players, right? Who are your corners, right? We think about it just the flat. The best way to play it is curl to flat, which means you cover the deep ball first. You stay underneath that vertical route to make, you know, to take away those throws I was talking about. You keep dropping guys underneath. A lot of teams aren't doing that. They should be. Once the Bengals expose it, maybe they will. All right. A lot of teams aren't doing that. Really, like you rally to the flat and make tackles. Like that's 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 how you should be playing it. You got to cover the deeper things first. Okay. Some people are just sticking them out there. Okay. The key difference with cover two, all right, or you may call it carry two, and Tampa two, is how are they dealing with multiple players moving vertically, which really means how are we matching up with people running up the seams, all right, to account for that and to help out those safeties who have, you know, a difficult job covering potentially two verticals there, right, or more. Like they, they ran in, uh, the Steelers ran cover two against trips a lot, which isn't great, all right, uh, three by one formations. That honestly is where they had the seams open a lot because they went out way over the number two guy and the number three guy was open. But uh, – I digress. Okay. So in Tampa 2 is that Mike Linebacker, the inside guy. He turns around like with one of those seams. Okay. And that's why when you're running four verticals, you really want to look at two receivers and you want to look at the running back. The running back should be check releasing, coming underneath and hitching up in this space that the Mike Linebacker has vacated. Because now the middle of the field underneath is open since the Mike Linebacker is covering the middle of the field in the middle of the field. So the read, generally you would look at as bender, right? Look for that inside guy, right? Boundary, right? Boundary outside receiver. Uh, you know, he's the easiest throw, right? Boundary compared to the field guy. And then in the back. So if they are covering the bender, if they are running with that seam route, you know you've got the back because he just vacated that space. Now, carry two, or like a traditional cover two, is those outside linebackers. If they get a number two going vertical, they're going to match up with it. They're going to carry that route vertically so they can help out, so that safety can get a little off the hash, so that safety can play a little bit closer to, uh, to that number one on the outside and overlap that route. So that's the key, def, you know, distinction there. So, like I said, look, and I, and I alluded, and I just, you know, said bender uh, boundary, bender boundary back, right? That's that's how you should read four verticals, uh, which includes that seam route, right? Turns into a better against cover two, but it includes that seam route. Um, that is something you can run with that adjustment against a cover two, right? Other things you can run against a cover two. We saw the Bengals running a fair amount of dagger, all right? And I'm just going to kind of simplify this. Obviously, it's not a chalk talk. We're not, you know, I'm not to run anything up here or anything like that, all right? But basically, you're going to get a seam route from the number two receiver of the tight end, and you're going to get the number one receiver. He should have some space out there a little bit, but he's just going to, like, run like a square in. I hate that terminology, but it makes it easier for people to see, right? Uh, that's not my terminology, but... Like, it, it's easy to conceptualize. It's just like a, a short square in, right? And the idea here is if whatever linebacker carries that seam route, 
the outside receiver is running to that vacated space. Okay, so if it's carry two, bam, you're going to make a catch there in the, in the hook. If it's Tampa two, you got to get more inside. You got to get in there uh, to that spot where the Mike linebacker is vacated. You've got to get past uh, that outside linebacker. I mentioned this when the Bengals were running that they should have, if they wanted to hit that, they should have been running uh, the running back on a preferably free release, but check check release possibly swing route to that side because that would force that linebacker you know to get wider. All right, he'd be more aware of that. He'd widen with that route, which would open up an opportunity for that number two receiver. Excuse me, for that number one one receiver as he comes to the inside. The other thing we saw a lot of uh, Peyton Manning's to run the, this like crazy. All right, um, it's my probably favorite cover two beater uh, is it's called Dino. All right, it's a very similar concept, but now you're basically running like a dig instead of the seam there. All right, so that dig allows you still to occupy a linebacker right there and run the guy underneath him. All right, so again, just like we said about the corner, I was I was saying, hey, hey, corner should be getting underneath that even in cover two they should be underneath the vertical route and coming back to the flat all right the linebackers you've got a lot of space all right and you've got to be look the safeties aren't helping you like the safeties aren't doing anything under like 15 yards so you've got to get depth and get underneath that deeper route by number two all right this time more of a dig route but that's going to sit it down and then you bring in uh that second route from the outside that square in quote unquote that's coming underneath that. Again, replacing where the linebacker has vacated. So that's just a little bit about cover two. Look, the answers are there, right? Like I said, you know, there's there's things you can do against that stuff. And look, it's not just Chase and Higgins. They got Boyd. They got Hayden Hurst now. Like they should be able to make some plays in those areas. They should be able to get the ball to some different guys. That's you know, they've got those opportunities. Like the answers are there. And I think Really, a lot of these over-the-middle things, I, I predicted at the beginning of the year, I said, hey, we're, we're talking about mixing in this new O-line. Hey, Boyd in the new O-line, too. All right, the, the, the offensive line needs to be a little bit better so Burrow can stay in the pocket. He can find some of those things over the middle because a lot of those over-the-middle things are going to be the throws you're going to want where you're really high-lowing. All right, It's a high-low on a linebacker uh, that you're accomplishing with some of those routes. You know, Not unlike what you see in a lot of the, the air raid stuff. All right, A lot of that stuff is, is just high-lows over the middle of the field as well. So that's how you beat cover two. Um, the seams in themselves don't. In fact, the seams, it's its called a seam because you're running down the seam in between the safety and the corner in cover three. All right, it's a much better route uh, in cover three unless you, you adapt it and you turn into that better. So that is my answer to what to talk about when there's a lot of natives going on <laughs> and a lot of fun stuff to talk about in Bengal Nation here. But hey, better days are ahead. We got to believe. We got to stay focused. You know, and, and remember that like this, this team has got something. This, this team is something special, and they're they're going through some stuff right now. But they're gonna pull it out. We got the dudes. We got the cats. All right, they're gonna get it done. Keep the faith. Own two stinks. All right. Hey, if it wasn't for you know. An injury, a bicep injury to a long snapper it would probably be one on one. It would still not be playing well, all right. Um, but we'd feel a lot better about things, all right. Tough climb to make, tough mountain to surmount here, but they can do it. We've got to have the faith. We got to believe. 
better days are ahead in Bengal Nation. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on the positive and let's, uh, let's hope they can go out there and get it done now. Remember, it's great to win football games in September and like to a certain amount. Obviously, you've got to win enough to keep in the in the fight. But what September football really is about is about learning lessons, right? Growing as a team, learning who you are, and you know, learn how to play and how to compete. You know, the Bengals had some struggles early on last year, and it really defined them. They were also able to pull out you know a couple of wins in there. That would be very helpful at this point. Uh, but it's about those lessons. That's the key point here that's the takeaway that's what we've got to focus on all right but now it's time to start winning because you can only fall behind so far all right but just remember it is a long season and it's still september who day yeah we coming for what's ours yeah we